TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating and helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I am Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Welcome to back to the show, Marcus. LT, so good to be with you. I'm coming to you live from Byron Bay today, looking out the window on a glorious sunny day. And uh, I thought, let's talk about downtime, LT, because you are the master at it. And um, this is my second break in two months. And I re- you were one of the first people I thought of. I thought, LT would be really proud of me. I am very proud of you. I am uh, <laughs> known as the master of downtime, but I don't know if that's, uh, it's, you know, it's one, one of the things that people always think of me from taking a lot of holidays, but it's planned. It's planned. It's not by luck. It's, it's by choice. But you are one of the few people I know that go faster than anyone else that I am aware of when you're on purpose. And then when you slow down, you obviously slow down. So it's not like you're just going um, in second gear when you're on song. You are going, I mean, you're off to New Zealand tomorrow. Um, and I think what I remember a Facebook post you did recently, something like eight, eight trips in eight weeks or something to that effect. So it's not as if you're, um, you're just taking it easy in between these holidays. Yeah, no, it's been crazy. It's uh, this quarter, uh, which is basically three months. I function in three-month quarters. Um, that's how I sort of run my business life um, this year, and it's been really effective. I've done more in terms of business, um, you know, just from business strategies. It's been more this year than I have any other year. Uh, it's been very productive for me. Um, but I, I sprint. You know, I, I, one of the things yeah, – you're right. I've, last three months I've traveled, I think – I will be. I actually got probably two more travels to go. Um, I'm going to be traveling, I think, eight times, and I, and I presented eight different seminars, um, different topics, and three different countries. So it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but I'm having a holiday in two weeks' time once I get back from New Zealand with my family. And so how I block and chunk my time is that I function in a sprint rather than a marathon. So there's always quotes of people saying life is a marathon, you know, and I think I, I sound the sound of that just makes me cringe because I'm like, God, <laughs> I can't, I don't want to uh, do a marathon. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I hate running. Like Damo yeah. as well. Damo would not be into the marathon side of things as well. Yeah. Marathon just seems like such a drag. And then it, when, when you say life is a marathon to me, it's like, oh my God, life is a drag. Um, it's, it's torturous. And I don't want to think that way. And I, I don't remember where I heard this from. Um, and I, you know, so that I wish I can give credit to whoever I heard it from. Um, but I think one of the best things that I heard is that life is actually more of a sprint. And, and I thought to me that works well, cause I, I'm a more of a sprinter than a marathon runner and I like sprinting. And so I've basically have taken my year, um, at the beginning of, at the end of last year, I decided that I'm going to plan my year ahead. And basically I planned it in quarters. So, which means that every quarter, and I've been doing this for actually for a few years now where every quarter I tendency to, I take a break. I go on holidays with my family somewhere, get out of the get out of the country or at least get out of my house because when you're you know like you and i both know if you stay in your house 
there's internet oh, and there's like it. other jobs to do and there's, there's no dishes, way there's washing as much for our if you've got a significant other in your life as much for your partner your wife boyfriend girlfriend whoever it is just to get out of the domestic duties yeah no exactly they are they gotta they gotta take a holiday the kids gotta have that experience of just changing rather routines otherwise you fall back into your old routine so it's about breaking away from those old routines that's what holidays are now does it mean holidays you have to go somewhere and and you know, travel to exotic locations? No, God, no. You could just, as long as the change in routine, going away somewhere, I think I would suggest outside of where you currently live. It could be, you know, as simple as going, you know, I'm in Perth, so go down south or go north if you're in Canada, go, you know, to the cottage country. You know, just break the habit of what you do on a day-to-day basis because that's the most important thing. So you're not fixed on having a particular location as long as it's somewhere that is away from your daily domestic life that makes you feel like you're out of that day-to-day environment. No, exactly. Like, I mean, obviously we're all governed by financial situations, right? So, you know, I'm not suggesting that everybody needs to take four holidays a year, you know? And so for, so a lot of people may not be able to afford that. I'm not suggesting Well, especially that. if they're at zero right now. Yeah, exactly. I know people that have like, they're saying, I've only taken my first holiday in five years. I'm like, five years? Exactly. That's like 1,500 days plus without a holiday. I've actually have a client of mine who's who's joined my coaching program as a chiropractor. He just told me the other day, he's because we're actually going to Bali to do our next um, mastermind session. And um, that's going to be his first holiday in eight years. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? I'm like, that's in, that's insane. And, um, you know, this year, like, you know, I'm not bragging anything, but it just so happens to be the way it worked out for me because of the, all the travels that I'm doing. I think I'm taking like seven holidays this year by the end of this year, which is kind of crazy. That's but, why you are the leader in this, pal, how you have managed to work that into your schedule. Well, Woo! the thing is for me, though, it's like I, I want to play hard. Right. If I'm going to play hard and work hard, then I'm going to take that reward. And that's the for me that every quarter. Right. You know, I, I say every quarter. So every three months is that I want to work, put my head down and work my butt off for three months, knowing that at the end of that, I'm going to have a break, you know, that I'm going to just unwind, you know, whatever it is, just just to be able to just break away from my habits of what I do day to day and then recharge and then go hard at it again. So it's like series of sprints rather than, you know, like a long drawn out marathon of eight years without a holiday. So let's kind of see if we can break this up a bit because it really is awesome to talk to someone like yourself about how to go about planning your break. First thing I would imagine is that you have buy-in from your wife on this and it's something that is a joint decision. It's not like, um, honey, we're going to Bali in March and then we're going to, you know, down south in July and then we're going to Melbourne in, you know, September. This is something you obviously sit down with Karen at the, you know, the Christmas New Year break and, and plan it out together. Yeah. So one of the things that I would suggest you don't plan is don't plan in December and don't plan in January because that's too late. Like it's, it's well past, you know, um, the time that you need to plan when you should be planning is actually like October, November. You know, like why yep. wait to you to the end of the year to figure out what you're going to do next next Well, year, that's a good you know? good point. So that and that's coming up. That time is coming up for, yeah. for people listening. So exactly. you know, so from now was, onwards is a time to really start thinking about what's 2014 all about. 
Yeah, so the planning that I learned this from is a guy named from Dale Beaumont. And Dale, um, you know, good friends with my great friends of Taki. And he, he talked about, you know, having rocks, um, pebbles, and sand. I love that analogy. You, remember, you know, I'm sure you've all heard this, right, before. You, you don't put the, you know, if you had rocks, pebbles, and sand to fill a bucket, you know, or a glass jar or whatever it is, you don't want to put the sand in first. And then you put the pebbles and you put the rocks because you have no place to put the rocks, right, those big boulders. What you do is you put the boulders in first. Then you put the pebbles, which then fall between the boulders, and then the sand will fall in between the cracks, and that's how you fill the bucket, right? And, and that great analogy is basically most of us make decisions on sand, which is all the loose little things that don't matter. Fill is that, that the bucket. day-to-day stuff? Is that's that the day-to-day doing day the cleaning, stuff. doing the dishes, paying the bills, exactly. getting the post done, picking up the kids, blah, blah, blah? Mm, and then you, put, fill that, you fill your bucket with all the sand, and all of a sudden, like, Oh, let's plan a holiday, but you have no space for it. It's and like, every grain of sand is like an item on the to-do list and people feel overwhelmed by their life because they're just filtering through the sand. Exactly. Well, people who haven't taken a holiday for five years or eight years or whatever is because they've done so much sand. Like they've, they've, every day it's like just grind. It's a daily grind and it's all sand. They have no room. They haven't made any room to, to put a boulder in, which is a boulder. The reason why it's called a boulder because holiday, you need, you need planning. Like it's going to take you know a week out of your day, a week out of the year. Uh, you know, every quarter, say, then you're going to have to plan for it. And which means that, you know, you got to have, you know, you got to figure out your work schedule. Like for me, I have like three businesses. So which means that I got to make sure that all my business is functioning without me. Right. That we recorded our podcasts in time. Yeah. Like recording (laughs) podcasts in time, for example, you know, we have to work around, like, especially, you know, I do two podcasts right at the moment. It's got to make sure everybody's worked around that. Um, and, and so a lot of those things have to, there's a lot of logistics behind going on holiday. And that's why holidays is quite stressful for a lot of people. So you got to build the system. So my suggestion Which is why people can put their hands up and go too hard basket, not going to happen too much to organize. That boulder almost is too big, too heavy to put in place. Right. And what ends up happening is much easier to deal with. Exactly. But the problem is that what you end up is getting burnout. You know, and then you're not effective at work and you're not getting productivity at work. And then basically your clients are going to be the one who loses out. Right. Because you're not refreshed. So my suggestion is put the boulders in first. So if, you know, in my business is that those boulders would mean two things. Number one is what is sort of like what's the greatest things that I need to get done, um, you know, to, to in my business. So, for example, like next year, I'm in a mastermind group and, uh, and, and a sort of a coaching group that I joined in. And it's four times a year. And I have to go to L.A. next year, you know. So for one day, I got to fly from Perth to L.A., which is like a 20 four hour, 26 hour flight just to get there for one day. Now, so I have to plan my whole calendar for next year around those dates, right? So which means that I'm going to have to structure that I know the dates are ahead of time. So I know when they're going to be. And then I'm going to go. So those are the things I need to get done. So then I'm going to go, okay, well, when is a good time that maybe I can take one of those days? For example, December, we're going to go to LA with the family. You might as well. I'm going to be there anyway. So let's take the holiday um, during December and take the kids for two weeks. You know what I mean? So I plan the holiday with the work engagement in a sense yep. and work that around it too. And that well. is a, that I love that idea and I'm sure everyone that's listening that has business interests as well is combining, especially if you're in business that you love and you love your work, combining some work with some pleasure is a great way to um, not make an excuse but to make it a priority to go on a holiday. Because mm, exactly. like you said, you're going on a mastermind trip which is a one-day mastermind. You've obviously said, well, you know, the mastermind is super important. I'm actually going to go there just for that one day, but let's make a holiday out of it as well. 
Yeah, and and yes, going back to your original statement, you have to get agreement from your partner. Like the agreement is that I'm doing this, and obviously she agrees that this is going to be good for business for myself and personal development because I'm still, you know, obviously developing myself as well. And so then we're going to plan the family holiday around that as well. And you know, now I've got kids. You know, one of my and Kai is in school now, so I have to consider all the school holiday stuff. You know, so all the logistics starts to come into play, and that's why planning this, having those solid days. So now I know in March, in June, September of next. Year, those are three times I have to go and, and figuring out when is the best time to kind of take, um, you know, the family with me again next year, possibly, you know. So I suggest you October, November, plan for next year and put in the strategy. Now, listen, you don't have to do four times a year, okay? It might just be a weekend away, but at least plan it around what month you're going to take it. You know, so you're going to go on this school holiday or this weekend, you're going to plan to at least have a holiday so that you can work hard for three months and then take a break. You know, yeah, it's look more at school- just. Well, yeah, look at the school system. I mean, school system, the kids, like they work hard for 10 to 12 weeks, right? And then they get a two-week break. Yeah. You know, so there's no different. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of parents think that that's like almost, oh, how, how lucky are school kids? You know, mm. it's like grass is always green and like, oh, they should be working harder. But that's how they stay prepped up. That's how they actually stay on song. and They, they need that downtime to keep those extra 10 to 12 weeks um, on the money. I was going to ask you, LT, when you're actually planning your trip or planning the year, I think you said, yeah, it doesn't have to be four times a year. It just has to be progress on whatever it is that you're currently doing. So if you're on zero per year at the moment, then look at one, maybe yeah. two trips for Definitely. the following year. Yeah, and don't just plan it back it- to back. Like, you know, make sure you spread it apart so you have something <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. uh, listen, we got to do the daily grind, right? We got to grind it through. And there's a lot of things that we don't like to do. And so we do it. But I think when you have a reward at the end, because we're very reward driven people most of the time. And when you have a reward, do you know, you're going to be able to just put your head down and just do it. Yeah. And even still, and I say this as a parent, and I'm obviously in Byron at the moment at the end of uh, a 10 day trip. And, you know, even parenting when you're on holidays, you've still got the challenges of parenting, but it's... Um, the experience is way different when you're doing it outside of your own home. You know, when you're going out for a meal, you're, you've got more novelties. You're going out for meals. You're going for walks along the beach. You're filling your days of parenting with different things than your regular day-to-day activities back home. And and I think, you know, just as a parent, that just refreshes um, your, yourself as a parent and it makes you think of different um, ideas of, of parenting and and all the rest of it, and I think you know it's just that refresher, isn't it? That is just so vital that you cannot you cannot buy that refresher from home. Yeah, it, what I think it does is it recharges you. It gets you out of your current um, continual rut that you might be in on a day to day basis. Let's face it, you know most people live their life waking up in the morning like, oh my god, I gotta go to work, right? And they go through the grind, and they you know just whatever they do nine to five, and then they come home like, oh man, what a hard day that was. And then you got you to gotta deal with your kids. And it's like, oh, man, and I just wish this day would end. And then it goes, oh, it happens again. Like, why do you think heart attacks happen on a Monday all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, most heart, heart attacks happen on a Monday because everybody's sick and tired of their job. So, yep. yes, I mean, I, I love my job. I don't really work in a sense because I love what I do. So that makes but it But it easier. doesn't mean that you don't get tired, though. No, it doesn't. Like, you know, I mean, it doesn't I'm mean traveled. that you don't get ready for a holiday. 
Oh, exactly. I mean, I work hard. Like most people think, oh, I'm only in practice for two days a week. But man, I worked late into the night because I spent most of my time with my family. And anybody who knows me, I, you know, during the day and the days that I don't work, I spend a lot of time with my family. So the time I get my work done is actually when everybody goes to bed, you know, so and um, I, I make sure I take care of myself and, and also keep healthy in that way, too, as well. But the thing is, is that I know that time that week away, I can spend quality time with my kids and um, and that they're going to be they see a different environment, I think is a great thing for the kids. Now, here, here's just, I think it's really important for me to say this. And uh, I hope this comes, you know, loud and clear. Please understand, I mentioned this about, you know, some financial things about holidays. It doesn't mean you have to go away. I really stress that I really don't think people should be taking holidays just for the sake of taking holidays. If you can't afford taking a holiday, go to Bali or Philippines or, you know, Thailand or wherever, don't do that. That's going to cause you more stress in the long run. I think the best thing to do is actually when you take a holiday, it's just taking a break from your normal routines. Like going to live at someone else's house, that's a change in routine. Yep. You know what I mean? It doesn't yep. have to be, you know, have to pay somewhere to go somewhere. Okay. I just think it's yeah. important to change out the routine, which means you go to a, maybe go to a cafe for breakfast that's different than you normally would. You do something that's different than you normally would go skydiving or something or go um go to a beach that you've never been to go to the other side of perth or go to you know or the other side of the river or whatever just things that you don't normally do and um i think you know we get a lot out of that too like for us we kind of put that in our week sometimes um certain weeks we just you know let's let's go somewhere we haven't been to before and and explore and just for the day and that whole day just feels like it was an, a holiday just being in a yeah. different environment um that's something you know that was abnormal for our daily routines in the typical place that we usually hang out in it's the um it's the, it's that uncertainty in um in your environment will almost bring out that different um way of it gets out of the mental rut and then the whole new level of thinking comes into it and a whole new level of feeling and being and and again everything's recharged just by getting out of the environment i think thinking of our of where i live and and we have uh, a number of um patients from our practice who would just travel uh, 20 or 30 minutes and stay at a caravan park uh, which is down by the beach but it's only half an hour from their home mm. and they do it just because it's only half an hour it doesn't cost much money they're hanging out with other um, locals or even holiday makers and again they're not getting in a getting on a plane they're just going somewhere local um inexpensive but it's out of their normal environment and again it just refreshes the mind yeah exactly i mean do a house swap like go you know organize with some friends and just do a house swap for the weekend it doesn't have to be a whole week it just could be friday saturday sunday you know and um you know or just get together with another family and go camping or do something that's different and change your routine so i think that's rule number one is plan for it rule number two is just do something different you don't have to go somewhere now let's talk a little bit about you know what you did on your holidays like what are some of the ways that you get recharged um while you're on holiday marcus well, specifically, you know, just thinking about this Byron Bay trip, our kids have been waking up a lot earlier because it gets lighter earlier over here. So our kids have been waking up between 5 and 5.30, which, it, you know, at the beginning was a rude awakening from the 6.30, 7 o'clock back home. But the opportunity that it gave us is that we've been out walking at um, 5.30 in the morning, which has felt weird, you know. But then a lot of cafes open here for breakfast um, at uh, 6.30. So we'd go for an hour walk together and then we'd be having breakfast together as a family at about 6.30 in the morning. And that ritual is something that would never occur for us back in Victoria. And um, and that's been a great, um, you know, state breaker uh, whilst we've been here. So I think that's been a big one. Mm, 
Excellent. And so what about yourselves? Like, do you, um, do you kind of swap, especially because you got kids and, um, the hardest part about kids is actually being able to find some time for yourself. Uh, I know our holidays definitely changed the last five years compared to what we used to be able to do long gone are the days where you can sit and read a book. Um, (laughs) I I don't think I've read. Which I must say, it does frustrate me a bit at times where I just love to sit down and chill out for an hour, you know, in the middle of the day. And that's really not that easy. Um, but you've always got the night times, but I would say that that, you know, but that's one of those tricky things. And and I would say that's one of my personal weaknesses. When I go on a holiday, I still often have the same expectations that I did when I was, um, when I didn't, when I didn't have kids (laughs) and Sarah being older and wiser is often reminding me, babe, we've got kids now. It's not as easy. And then it takes me a couple of days to recognize just to, you know, accept that, absorb that, and, and go with it. And then after a while, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. But, you know, that does take a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I think the only time that I ever get downtime um, is usually when my wife just, my wife usually goes to bed a little early. And it's like basically when the kids go to bed, she goes to bed. Yeah. I have about an hour at, at yeah. night time to do whatever I feel like doing, um, walk around the resort or wherever I'm at um, to just, you know, just recharge or whatever but i think it's it's oftentimes like you know as the kids get older obviously when you have younger kids a bit harder but when you have kids that are a bit older it allows you to have the opportunity to you know have one parent to take care of the two kids and the other one to have a massage or something you know That's allow it. yourself to have that break or spa treatment um or just doing some shopping or whatever it is anything to just allow them to be by themselves i think uh, I I believe that especially for the females and, the, and and listening to this is that they often are very neglected in terms of having downtime, um, and I'm you know cautious conscious of that and uh, and it's about allowing themselves to allowing the opportunity for them to have that downtime and both both partners I think you should have that downtime so that you can finally recharge because sometimes like you know anybody who has young kids know that holiday sometimes is not necessarily a holiday <laughs> it's a, it's just a different type of job yeah. <laughs> It's working on a different location. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In a beautiful environment, hopefully. Okay. So can I share a quick story then? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So the second day of our trip here, um, we were just walking around town and Sarah just inadvertently said, go and have a, go and have a break. And I ended up um, going, uh, I went and had a beer, my only beer for the trip as it has turned out and just overlooking the ocean. And I went and had a half an hour massage. Mm. And I thought, this is a bit backwards, you know, I'm having a massage on the second day of the trip. So as it turned out today being the last day, I said to Sarah, go and have a massage, babe. And my three and a half year old mayor said, I want to go too. And I said to Sarah, babe, this is not going to work. You're not going to get a massage with Maya by her side. And Sarah said, no, we'll just see how we go. We'll have a bit of Mummy and Maya time, and like you, LT, I'm very conscious of Sarah getting some time to herself because it's hard to come by. Mm. Um, but as it turned out, remarkably, and this does sound remarkable, but I have uh, photos to prove it, Maya went in and had a half an hour massage with her mum in the same room oh, wow. at, the, uh, at the local Thai massage centre. So Sarah ended up getting to have a massage as well, yeah. which, uh, which does, um, as the husband, like you say, that we always want our wives to have that downtime, I was rather relieved because I really didn't want to leave uh, this place with me having had the massage and Sarah not being able to get it too. Um, But I do think, as you say, if you do have kids, I really do think it's a high priority that on the holiday, both parents get some time um, to themselves. 
Yeah, especially when young kids. I mean, as they get older, though, they kind of want their own independence anyway. So, you know, I noticed that my daughter wants to kind of go in the kids club or they want to kind of do crafts and they actually don't want us around, which is kind of sad, actually. Um, but, you know, it's starting and sad all the same time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the, the learning lessons uh, from, you know, coming up? Obviously, you, you recharge, but how would you, you know, when you come back, do you kind of go all guns blazing markets when you come on back from holiday or how, how do you work well if i don't if i don't write everything down like i know i've got you know at least 50 emails that i really must reply to when i come back and i must uh, not only prioritize it but really plan it because i think and i know everyone would be the same here it's very easy to be overwhelmed by um transitioning back into daily life after a holiday Mm-hmm. So I really do think, you know, I'm I'm happy to return to the sprint. I actually look forward to it. I do get a bit antsy like in the last day or two before um, coming home because I, I'm going to just get a little bit excited to come back home and get back into it because like ULT, I love what I do. But um, if I don't plan it and prioritize it, then I can be sitting there going, okay, what first? And that sometimes is, it's much wiser, I think, to do that before uh, you actually have to start doing it. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're talking about the sprint. We've been talking about the marathon and the sprint. I think it's important to realize that that you should build in sprints within your weeks as well. Um, so let's kind of, you know, narrow that down a little bit because I think three months is still a long time, right? It's a quarter. And so I, I you know, I teach all my clients to work from a, a 90 days perspective because I want them to kind of accomplish something within 90 days. But within that week week in week in week out of the 90 days um you want that's which it's about 12 weeks say you want to still plan some some downtime within the week you know most of us take you know weekends as a holiday or sort of our little break um but i think it's important to kind of plan your week i think this works really well for entrepreneurs and i didn't learn i learned this from a guy named dan sullivan and dan sullivan is just you know i just love his work and he talks about having um, three three types of days. Now, in the context of chiropractic, I'll give you context in chiropractic because that's how what I teach. Is basically what you have what I call the A B C days, and the A days is sort of like my adjusting days. So those are the days when I'm actually in practice, and the B days is my business days. I mean, like anybody who knows who runs a business, you actually have to have business days, which means the days where you're not working in the business, you're actually working on the business. So things mm-hmm. like you know figuring out you know marketing plans, strategies, and building the business around. Around, you know the, the things you know obviously because you know, let's face it we run a business we that's what we have to do um otherwise you know we can't, it just doesn't it doesn't work so um we have to do all the business stuff and, and the strategies to go around that so that would be the business day and then the c days is what you call what i call the care days and the care days are sort of the days that you spend time with your on your hobbies on yourself on your family and spend time you know going to the zoo going to the park or you know whatever it is and i think it's important that you structure as especially for entrepreneurs um, that you have A, B, C days where you days A's are the days that you actually are on, on playing your A game, which is basically the, the days where you're actually at work and doing the thing that you're doing. So, you know, if you're an accountant, then you're doing your accounting work. You know, if you are a real estate agent, that's when you're actually, you know, selling houses, showing, you know, doing open houses or whatever. And your B days are basically your strategy days. Those are your days, your business days are focused on how to build your business. And then also what most people forget to do is having C days. C days is where you have care days for two people, yourself and your family. And so when you structure that way, you if you implement it and, and put it in your week, you're going to have a much better week because you're going to have sprints of being able to do some A days, some B days, and then definitely have some C days for yourself. Well, LT, that's almost you know um, similar to the to the boulders, pebbles, and sand, isn't it? But just breaking it down to the actual you know um, 
day. So my question would be for you, are the C days the first days that you put in the week and is that what you would recommend to people? Yeah, well, I, I well, it, no, because well, you kind of know when your A days. Well, I mean, you, you, you kind of know your A days already. So, because well, most people know they work Monday to Friday, nine to five, right? Um, or for entrepreneurs, like you know, they would be they know that these are your coaching days, or these are the days I'm going to be in practice, or these are the days I'm going to work. So, I think you know your A days, but I think you got to look at all the days together and say, how can I fit everything in to make sure that you just don't want to leave anything behind. You know, yeah. that's the problem now. Going expanding that right, so I, actually let's stick to this concept. The A B C days is really important that you structure it, that you get enough every single week. Now, t- taking that concept of the the boulders, the the pebbles in the sand, what's really important here, whether you take in the context of a week or you take in the context of a year or a quarter, what's important here is that you actually allow some flexibility. And we learned this from Jeff Spencer, right, who you know did the first twelve podcasts with me on the Inside Champions Mind. Jeff talks about always leave room in the calendar to be flexible too as well. You don't want to tie in your calendar to be um, rock solid to every single day covered for the year. Because what ends up happening, because let's let's face it, I can't predict what's going to happen next year in September. Man, when you play softball and you uh, injure your leg and then all of a sudden it turns into an almighty infection. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like these things you just can't plan for. That's called a curveball, man. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a curveball. So one of the things you got to do is you want to plan well in advance certain major things, major boulders that you don't move. Okay, so everything works around those boulders. And then once you put those boulders in place, like, you know, the pebble is going to fall into place and the sand's going to go in there. But you got to make sure you allow a little bit of flexibility to allow you to go after opportunities that come up along the way, especially when you plan for the year. Right. So let's face it. Sometimes, you know, something's going to happen in your in your business that's going to throw in a curveball at you. You have to learn to adapt. But if you have no room to adapt to it, just say a brand new opportunity comes up. Just say a new like, you know, someone calls me up and say, I want you to speak at this particular seminar. And if I don't have if I haven't buffered a little bit of free time to allow that to happen, that's a lost business opportunity. Okay, now you can't shut yourself off from growth. Exactly. Now there is certain things that obviously don't move, which is the boulders. But you have you want to allow some flexibility within the year, within the quarter, within the week to allow things to happen. Like if your kids get sick, for example, hey, you're going to have to adapt accordingly to move some of those things around uh, to shift around. But you have you know, so that's what I'm saying is just make sure you have adaptability. Yeah, I'll tell you, you are a wealth of information. I would I would be thinking that if anyone here is thinking that they um, don't deserve a holiday, the they haven't listened to the to the entire podcast because you know we've spoken about the symptoms of not taking a, a holiday. We've spoken about you know where to go on a holiday. Uh, we've spoken about the budget of going on a holiday, and we've spoken about the importance of going on holiday in the entire scheme of life. So um, hopefully at the end of this podcast, I'll tell you, everyone's busily planning their their boulders for 2014. Well, one of the things... You've I got was... me thinking already about yeah. 2014. <laughs> it's, isn't it exciting to actually plan? Like it's planning for something and you, you get excited about it. So you're like really ready to go. Like, all right, well, let's make this happen. And then let's make the next you know quarter work for me so that I can actually go you know to whatever i'm going to do and that makes the next year so much more exciting you know like you go i'm ready to go i can't wait to the end of the year because i wanted to start next year and i think that's what happens but i want to try to avoid and basically i want to teach you guys a couple of things number one forget burnout 
You don't want to be burnt out because you're not serving yourself. You're not serving your family. You're definitely not serving the people that you're, your clients that you're serving. So that's really, really important. So if all, all you're going to take away from this is plan one holiday next year, do it. Do it now because you can feel so much refreshed, uh, so much more refreshed from it. And uh, your, ben- your clients are going to benefit. And put the C days in each week. I think yeah, that's the one thing I just learned. Are... You've got to have C days or C nights, you know, whatever it is. But you've got to have C time. Excellent. Well, guys, I hope you enjoy this particular podcast. Go to our Facebook page. We actually have a Facebook page and like it while you're there and uh, comment below this particular episode when it goes live and uh, tell us what you think. Tell us where you're going to go on the holidays and what you plan for next year. And uh, as always, go to our thewellnesscouch.com to listen to this podcast. And if you think that this is going to benefit someone, please you know, obviously like it, share it with someone you care about because obviously our goal is to help people get out of mediocrity and really change them to be world-class. And last thing I want you to do is subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Leave a comment and give us a rating. Five-star would be appreciated if we deserve it. And so I'm sure Marcus and I will love that. So this has been Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. This This is Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode.